0: Welcome to the Tech of Business show. I'm your host Jamie Sletsky, and on this show, we are exposing the technology that runs growing and thriving businesses today, from smart and innovative to nuts and bolts. There is no tech stone unturned. Now, it's time to talk tech and let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Tech of Business Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky, and this is episode number 83. Thank you to everyone who sent me public and private feedback on last week's episode, All About Thrivecart. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, I encourage you to do so because there are so many little nuggets in there that can be relevant to just about every single business. Based on the feedback from that episode, I have for you another episode where I am going completely off the cuff, completely unscripted, and this time we're talking about Zoom, the cloud recording video conferencing webinar platform. So what I am going to do today is give you my five ways to make Zoom work well for your business. The first way to make Zoom work really well for your business is to integrate it. I have Zoom integrated with both Acuity Scheduling and with my G Suite Calendar. What that allows me to do and what it will allow you to do or your assistant who's setting up your scheduling is for there to be a one-to-one relationship between the Zoom meetings that you have on your calendar and Zoom activity that is sitting inside the Zoom application. All I need to do when I'm on my Google Calendar is to click make this a Zoom meeting and then I just hit the schedule and I get to send out an invitation to the person that I'm making the meeting with, which makes it really easy to create appointments on the fly. I like to pair that with the fact that I have Zoom integrated with Acuity Scheduling So that when I send someone an Acuity Scheduling link that dynamically on the back end of Acuity Scheduling, I have it set up so that it creates a Zoom event as well. Again, this makes it so that there is a one-to-one relationship and that when you go into Zoom to start a session, you know exactly what you're scheduling Essentially what this means is that instead of it saying Jamie's personal meeting room for every appointment when it's recorded, it'll say Jamie and Elizabeth or Jamie and Jim or Jamie discussing X, Y, and Z with A, B, and C. However you want to describe those events, whatever they're called inside of Acuity through that setup or whatever they're called inside of your um, Or whatever you create that calendar event as, that's what they are set up as. It makes it much, much easier. So again, simply saying, number one is integrate Zoom with your calendaring systems so that there is a nice tie-in between them. The second thing that I think will make Zoom work so much better in your business is to have Zoom set to auto-record. The last thing you want is to get into a really amazing conversation with a client, with a lead, with, um, in a training session or, you know, wrapping things up or whatever it might be and saying, oh no, I forgot to hit record. It doesn't take a lot of extra space to record and then delete rather than not having it. It's a security blanket. There's no reason not to set Zoom to auto record. Again, if it's something that you know you do not want to record, as soon as you jump on, just hit stop recording and you don't record that session. Jumping right off of that, here's kind of part two of section two is when to use local recording and when to use cloud recording. For me personally, I set up all of my recording to be local recording because it's easier for me to manage and maintain. However, cloud recording is so, so practical and so functional because you can share those sessions easily with the attendees without having to wait and upload to Dropbox or Google Drive or wherever it might be that you want to upload it to. I like to use the Zoom cloud recording feature when I know I want to share that content that I have recorded temporarily inside of Zoom so that someone else can download it and use it, but I don't plan on keeping it long term. That's how I differentiate it. I have my local storage for things that I want to keep or that I want to produce, or I want to use in some way, shape or form. Like this podcast, I record that locally. There's no need for someone else to have access to that recording. So there's no reason for it to be sitting on the cloud. Whereas if I am having a meeting with a client and we're doing a wrap up call, I would love to have that recorded in the cloud so that all I have to do is provide them with the link say download it it's going to be going away in a week and that way I can keep my cloud clean I can keep the transfer of knowledge easy and I have less manual work to do the third way that I believe you can make zoom work super well for your business is to take advantage of the ability to add and remove the zoom webinar feature okay Zoom is a cloud meeting platform, which means that when everybody comes onto a cloud meeting, they all kind of show up in that Brady Bunch style. So you're going to have all the little windows um, seeing all the pretty faces of everybody who is there. Zoom also has a webinar feature, which looks different. You're going to be on as a host and there's going to be a chat module and you can bring on a co-host, so someone else on video, but everybody who is attending is only a viewer. They are only watching. They are only able to type in comments and things like that. They're not actually on camera. They can't interrupt the flow. Zoom webinar is a very effective tool to disseminate information in a webinar style and you can simulcast it into your Facebook group, onto your Facebook page, over onto YouTube or wherever it might be. That you can do with Zoom webinar. You cannot do that with Zoom meeting, but the purpose of Zoom webinar versus Zoom meeting is different. So I like the fact that if you are in launch mode or you're in webinar mode, or you're in teaching to the masses mode, to use the webinar feature, it just polishes things up that much more. And if you're not using it, turn it off. It is a month to month subscription. So you can turn it on for one month and have it off for three. And then when you're ready, you can launch it again. Okay, so here we've covered the difference between Zoom meeting versus Zoom webinar. We have covered when to use local recording versus cloud recording, and we have talked about how to integrate Zoom with your calendar and scheduling apps. Now, I am going to jump straight over to the Zoom website, and I am going to call out a few things that I see here. And this is the fourth thing that we're going to talk about. What needs to be set and then forgotten about through the zoom.us website interface. Okay, so I am on the Zoom website. I am under admin and I'm under account settings. And what I like to think of as this section is the set it and forget it section. You're going to set this information once And probably never have to go back in. If you have someone setting up your tech for you, they will probably set this up for you and you'll never even know about it. It is where you can set how people enter your meetings. How people, like whether their video is on or off, whether their uh, microphone is muted or not. uh, If they require passwords and who can join uh, before the host and things like that. And on this screen, you're also going to set up your basic and advanced in-meeting elements. So whether you're going to use encryption, turn it on, whether you're going to allow chat um, and private chats and auto saving of chats. And if what people are allowed to send, are people allowed to send files or not? You can even set it up to allow as a host to have a co-host, which can be very beneficial if you really are both going to be hosting the event, if you've got that on a regular basis, set it up so that you have that opportunity when you are inside the app. The idea here is to set up the functionality of the app once and never have to really go back in there. Inside this page, you also have the ability to create breakout rooms and do remote support and do HD video and far end video control and a number of other things that You just have to think about once. And this is the kind of thing that we do in a tech breakthrough session. You say you want to set up Zoom. Let's set it up right. And then you don't have to worry about it again. So then there's two last sections here. There's the email notifications and the admin options. And these are basically, I just say, if Zoom's going to send you emails, let them send you emails. If they get annoying, we could turn them off. And the admin options basically just leave them as default. I wouldn't even worry about them. Before we leave this account settings page, there is a second tab and a third tab. The second one is on the recording elements and the third one is on telephone. I'm going to ignore telephone because you're going to want to take advantage of using Zoom meetings through the computer. The basic settings under recording are to enable almost everything for recording because you want to be able to go back to whatever you need and it just makes it easier. I, generally, I have almost all of my checkboxes checked and enabled and I would recommend that for you as well. Now, for the fifth and final way to make Zoom work really well for you, it's a matter of us understanding, of you understanding what uh, exists inside the app itself. There are four buttons on the home screen, which are pretty self-explanatory. There is also a gears button. And this is kind of where I wanted to hang out with you for a couple of minutes. The gears inside the app, they are not 100% the same as what we just set through the website. We still have general options. We still have video options, audio options, chat options, all sorts of things like that. And the idea here is, again, set it and forget it. But you have to set both the website. At, um, you, you're going to want to set both the website settings and the application settings. As I said already, I am more than happy to do this with you. If Zoom is something that you wanna use effectively and not say, oh, I wish I had done it better, let's just set up a time to talk about it. We'll be able to get it so that your Zoom is optimal for your business, for the type of business that you have, for how you do your calendaring, your scheduling, your automations in that regard for determining what to record locally versus uh, in the cloud, and of course, for making sure that you are using Zoom Webinar when you should be using Zoom Webinar. It's only $40 a month to do it. And again, it's on a month-to-month basis. So there's no reason to say, oh, I'll just make the Zoom meeting work and I'll just mute people and you know turn off their cameras or whatever. Don't stress yourself out with trying to make something that might be a little bit less expensive, work in your business. Use the best right tool for your business in the exact right time. And that's why I encourage you to consider just setting it up properly from the start. I really hope that this overview of Zoom has been helpful, has been functional, has been enjoyable for you. I know it has been for me, and I look forward to... Helping you tackle more with your technology as we move into, believe it or not, Q4 of 2019. I am also super, super excited that the next three weeks of the podcast are going to be another series. Come back on Monday or if you're listening in the future, you'll see that there are six episodes all dedicated to this series. I cannot wait to share the series with you. And before we go, do yourself a favor, reach out to me on Instagram and ask me a tech question. You never know, I might do an entire podcast episode about it just for you. I would love to hear what you are working on, working with, and working through when it comes to tech.